if you know for a fact that people are coming by your place, maybe don't smoke crack beforehand. TGIF listeners, welcome back to the podcast that takes its silliness seriously. The professionally silly podcast. We shoot the shit and discuss a variety of awesome. Yes, and I'm the awesome queen. Your audible boo thing, Amber Smiles Jones. Hello. We discuss paranormal experiences, true crime stories, and a lot of interesting random topics that I find online. Yeah. So grab a snack and enjoy this kick-ass Audible Variety Show. If you're new here, okay, check out the titles of my past episodes and enjoy the silly that I have provided for you. You're going to love it. So it has been an interesting week. Is it interesting or interesting? You know, I'm learning. I'm still learning English, guys. I'm still learning English. Anyways, it has been an interesting week. And <laughs> my birthday just passed um, this Juneteenth, okay? June 19th. For those of you who have no idea what the fuck Juneteenth is, you're clearly not black. But that's fine. I'm here to teach. Actually, I'm not. Google it. Now, I, <laughs> I may have gotten a little wasted on my birthday, which is once again on Juneteenth. Hello. And um, it's... Is that what the kids are saying now? Wasted? Do we still... I think the term is now lit as fuck, but I wasn't sure if that was old yet. Either way, I was drunk as hell. And (laughs) my cousin Marcus made sure that I had a great birthday. We had dinner at breakfast at Barney's in Atlanta, which by the way, check out the place. It is amazing. It's an amazing black owned restaurant in Atlanta. And when I tell you that we ate almost everything on that menu, I'm not kidding. There's probably like maybe six items I haven't had yet. Maybe. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So they have this thing called soul rolls. OMG. Oh my God. It had mac and cheese, collard greens, and sweet potatoes inside a perfectly crisp fried egg roll. It's, it's, it's like Thanksgiving dinner inside an egg roll. It was delicious as hell. Oh, and then after we ate everything, which was really stupid, I mean, actually it was smart. We ate heavily so we could drink and we would be able to survive. But (laughs) I also gave myself the itis. So I was kind of tired at the beginning of the night because I ate too much. I was like, I want to take a nap. I'm old now. I need, I need to nap, (laughs) you know? So we went, um, we went bar hopping around Atlanta. The Hennessy was flowing music was blasting and memories were made oh I even met this woman who had a tattoo on her stomach her torso area and it said anything is possible she really enjoys her Hennessy and she even had like a a Hennessy necklace on I don't know if it was real diamonds or not but it was sparkly (laughs) it was crazy oh my gosh Anyways, the Hennessy was flowing. Oh, and by the way, I did post a vlog this week on my YouTube channel, my birthday vlog. So if you want to check out uh, my drunkenness (laughs) and a little bit of Atlanta, go ahead and check out that vlog on my YouTube channel, the Professionally Silly YouTube channel. And the link to the video is in the show notes below. And speaking of my YouTube channel, I've got some dope ass news. 
Okay, well, it's dope for me. You probably don't really understand how important it is if you're not a creator, but we almost have 10,000 subscribers. Oh my God, yes. That goal has almost been reached and I've been trying to reach this goal for a long time because I've had a YouTube channel since 2007, but I was not insistent, insistent, incessant, consistent is the word I was trying to say. <laughs> I wasn't consistent or incessantly uh, involved in the channel until about, I want to say 2013, 2014. Okay. And it's 2021 now, right? So it's taken me a long time to get to 10,000 subscribers. YouTube and content creating in general, whether you're podcasting, YouTubing, TikToking, whatever, it, it is very difficult to get the following or the numbers of subscribers that would make you feel a little bit more successful because it's, it's such a competitive field. Everybody wants to be an entertainer. There are billions of YouTubers out there billions all over the world. Same with podcasting. I've been trying to get my podcast uh, listenership up and it's, it's hard. It's a lot of work and I'm consistent every Friday. Boom. Something's posted. I, I change it up to my YouTube channel from one video a week to two videos a week, which is not easy, you know, but we're, we're getting it done. So it makes me feel so good to be able to move towards a goal that I set 18,000 years ago, but I'm, I'm almost there. I think I'm about 40 or 50 subscribers away from making the 10,000 subscriber goal. And even then to know that I've actually made it to 10,000 subscribers, it's gotta be like 10,020 because the numbers of your subscriptions, they just kind of fluctuate because some people, they, 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 un they unsubscribe or whatever. I don't know the reasoning. Maybe they don't like my videos or maybe they didn't mean to subscribe or maybe they don't like the kind of content I'm posting now or, you know, but most of my views are coming from people who aren't subscribed. They just watch the videos. And a lot of us do that. A lot of us watch YouTube videos and we enjoy what we're seeing, but we don't click the like button, the thumbs up button, and we don't subscribe. So I'm not asking just for myself. I'm asking for every creator out there that you enjoy do them a favor, click the thumbs up button, subscribe to their channel. If you don't have a YouTube account, that's fine. Make one. It's free. All you need is a Google email. You just need a Gmail and you can go ahead and create your own channel. You don't have to make videos or anything like that, but that will allow you to click the like button to subscribe and all that fancy pants stuff. So support your creators. Let's be honest, man. Mainstream is still a big thing, but right now, the small stream, dealing with creators like myself, that is the current, that is the future, and it gives small people like myself a chance to get their creativity out into the world. But we need people like you to click the thumbs up button, to subscribe, to share, to comment, to review. We need that. Okay. Anywho, moving on. <laughs> oh, and guys, I heard that there is a new movie coming out very soon. It's called Karen. I think it's supposed to be on BET plus, but I do hope that they are able to make it available on other platforms as well. Now it's supposed to be starring Taryn Manning as Karen. And I hope I said her name right. I never do. And um, you might remember her from Hustle and Flow and Orange is a New Black. Now she is, in my opinion, she's, she's cute. She's cute. I wouldn't call her sexy, but she cute. 
you know what I'm saying? And I'm going to describe her and I'm not trying to be rude, but she got a big ass forehead. This big ass foreheaded white girl with lots of talent. I got a big ass forehead too. We could be, look, we could be kin, okay? <laughs> we could be kin. But uh, you remember her. She's got a raspy voice, kind of small. She's amazing. Anyways, um, bruh, she, she, I'll be honest with you. She comes off as loving black people in real life, you know? And, and even in the parts that she plays, it's usually pro-black. I mean, Orange is the New Black, she was just this crazy Christian lady, you know, but she, she, she doesn't seem to have a problem with black folks. So I say this to, to say that seeing her play a role where she doesn't like black people, where she has to be a racist white bitch, um, this should be very interesting to see her play this kind of role. I need to see this movie. Now, a lot of people are saying that it's it's like a lower version of Jordan Peele's Get Out, but I, I, I still kind of want to see it. I want to see how she does. I want to see how the storyline is. Is it well written? Does it, does it keep me on the edge of my seat? I want to know. I want to know. I like movies. Anyway, speaking of movies, and we're going to get to the show soon. I just I like to tell y'all about what the fuck is going on in the world. Speaking of movies, I just saw Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard this weekend with my dad on Father's Day. And uh, it's starring Samuel L. Jackson, who I love. I, I don't think that Samuel L. Jackson has said no to any movies that he's been offered to do. So I'm going to go ahead and make this money, obviously make a movie and be like, hey, Sammy, you want to be in it? And he'll be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> as far as I know, he's never turned down the role. He's been in hundreds of movies. And, and this is actually the summer of Sam because there's like two or three movies that he's in this summer. So get it, Sammy. And uh, my boy, Ryan Reynolds, he's in it too, who is, in my opinion, like the white Will Smith. He is. Think about it. He does well on all genres of movies. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's drama, comedy, action, and he ages well. Oh, and he does horror too. Don't forget, Mar- Ryan Reynolds was in Amneville Horror. Wasn't that him? Yeah. So he does, he does that very well too. Boom. The white Will Smith. <laughs> My girl Selma Hayek is in there and she ages well. Whew. Her breasts are just, uh, they haven't changed. They haven't changed at all. And my boy Morgan Freeman. Okay. I love, you know, Morgan Freeman. He's got the, the voice of an angel or like in Bruce Almighty of God. <laughs> I love Morgan Freeman and my guy Antonio Banderas. You may know him from the mask of Zorro and the voice of Puss in Boots. <laughs> so, great cast, lots of profanity because Samuel Jackson is in it. <laughs> Violence and great one-liners, which I love. And I actually heard that Samuel L. Jackson had to teach Selma Hayek to curse because you know, Sammy's in there. So the word fuck was dropped about 18,000 times per second. It was great. So it was a fun kick-ass action movie. I loved it personally. And I think you should go see it. Don't be like that evil witch that brought her like uh, legit the, the, the baby that this lady brought into the theater. This kid had to have been about four weeks old. He was tiny and it, ugh. Look, I understand that you want to go to the movies when you have kids and that's great. But when they're like infants, please do not bring your children to loud action movies. Please don't do that. Don't do that. It's so loud. They cry. It's a, it's distracting. It, we paid our ticket too. Okay. If you want to see loud action movies, where the fuck you want to see them, 
Listen, don't pop out kids. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Get a babysitter or whatever. But don't take your infant, your infant baby that that the, the umbilical cord was, was damn still attached as far as I'm concerned. That's how new this baby was. Okay. <laughs> don't bring your infant to a loud action movie where there's explosions and and all that stuff because it, it, it just ruins everything for everybody. Just don't do that. Okay. Anyways, let's get on to the show. Last week, we talked about pranks that went wrong. That's what we did. It was an interesting episode. Some pranks just don't go the way that they are planned. I had such a great time looking for uh, for fun pranks that went wrong stories. And one thing I, I can say is that I, I learned that uh, I learned from this episode, you know, don't bring a tarantula to a public diner. Maybe don't do that. Uh, <laughs> not a good idea. And if you haven't heard that episode, make sure you check it out because it, it was a blast. Today, today we have an interesting episode. I want to talk about crazy experiences that real estate agents, uh, comma, their, their clients, as well as property managers have experienced on their day to day. Yeah. Now their job, uh, real estate agents is to sell all kinds of people, uh, to sell houses, excuse me, to all kinds of people and in so many different places, homes that could have deep, dark histories. So many of us have lived in apartments or houses that someone, someone else has lived in prior. Do we truly know the history of our homes? Was it ever a meth lab? Was it an insane asylum at some point? Who owned the homes before we moved in? Could our homes be haunted and we weren't aware before moving in? Anything is possible. These real estate agents and their clients, they, they shared the crazy experiences of the homes that they sold or was sold to them. Okay. We're also going to go down the, the property management role, which as you guys know, that's a job I've had before it sucks, but <laughs> they deal with a lot of different people on the daily. You just never know. And, and also sometimes multiple properties. So this could be very interesting, but before we get into these stories, let me remind you, if you guys have any fun, scary, embarrassing, creepy, funny stories, what have you, or experiences that you want to share, send them in, email them to me at itsprofessionallysilly at gmail.com. I would love, love, love to have more listeners uh, share their stories. I talked, I, um, I talked about a lot of interesting topics here, so there is, there's definitely enough room for your awesome. Join the silly Check out the at It's Pro Silly Twitter and Instagram page for our and our new Professionally Silly podcast group on Facebook. Join us, join us, join us. It's just so much fun to be had. So much fun to be had. Or you can go ahead and, and, uh, and give me a call to leave a voicemail or a text message and share some stuff with me there. My Google voice number is down below in the show notes. So give me a call. And also don't forget, you can now uh, show your support for this podcast by leaving a five-star and written review on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast platform you're using. I don't know why I said now like it's brand new. You can now review the podcast. You could have always done that. So do that. Do that. And I, I appreciate you guys so much. For those of you who have done that, it means the world to me. If you could just take a second, you know what I'm saying, go to Apple Podcasts, click that five-star review, click the five stars right there, 
leave a written review. It can be like, I like this podcast done. You don't have to go into, into all the specifics, although I would love it if you do. And you also don't have to write a book report. Just be like, Hey, this bitch is funny. I like her topics. She's got nice boobs, whatever. Just put it in there. (laughs) Put it in there. (laughs) Oh my God. I appreciate you guys so much. Oh, and I have something else that I want to share with you towards the end of the podcast episode. So stay tuned towards the end of the podcast because I was able to do another very fun commercial on the radio. Remember a few podcasts ago, I shared with you the commercial that I did for Mother's Day for Beat the Heat. Yeah, I've got one for Father's Day and I can't wait to, sh- I can't wait to share it with you. And this commercial... I have a daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a mom. <laughs> oh, I'd be a horrible mother. I drink way too much. Okay. Let's go ahead and get on with this episode, shall we? All right. So first story is coming from housebeautiful.com. And as usual, I like to start with a toe dip into the episode, kind of test the waters before we jump in. Yeah, this one isn't horrifying to me, but I found it too interesting not to share. So it reads, I had a very cool experience in Locust Valley, Long Island. I showed a fourth generation home to a mom, her son and daughter-in-law. The home at the time was owned by the great granddaughter who sadly died of breast cancer at 27 years old. During the showing, Both the mom and son claimed they felt a very strong presence of spirits and shared information with me about the the former residents. That was extremely accurate information that they shared. It turned out that the mom was a medium and her son had the gift as well. I shared the experience with the mother of the girl who had passed away and we ended up connecting her with the medium. The experience was beyond emotional and therapeutic for this family. All in all, an amazing moment. First of all, what are the odds that this real estate agent is showing a house to not one, but two mediums, two people who can communicate with the dead? That's so crazy. (laughs) But this story right here is another uh, story that I've shared with you that shows that not every paranormal encounter is terrifying or dangerous. You know, I love sharing those because, you know, as you guys know, I do some paranormal investigating on the side. And anytime I talk about it with people, they always get freaked out. And and I understand the unknown is scary. It's terrifying. You don't get it. You don't understand. And that's fine. But not every ghostly encounter is going to scare the shit out of you. Sometimes it's warm and sweet. It's not always terrifying. So I just wanted to say that. (laughs) But again, that is why this story is the toe dip into the episode. Okay, so this next story, we're going to turn, we're going to turn it up a little bit, turn it up a notch. Okay, is this one, this, this next story has a, a more what the fuck vibe to it. I I love giving you what the fuck moments on this, on this podcast. You guys know that, but um, thank you thoughtcatalog.com for this one. And uh, this one, (laughs) this one kind of hits home because as I said before, I also used to do property management 
And I'm so glad that I can say used to. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't like the job, but I did like the company that I work for. And why am I telling these lies? Look, I just like some of the people who worked there. Okay. <laughs> Let me just say, if you ever have considered uh, working in, in property management, don't just don't. It's frustrating as fuck. People are rude and they think they're the most important person on the planet and all their problems are bigger than everybody else's. Even if it's something as small as a light bulb being changed in their closet, which is something they can do themselves. Okay. It's crazy. <laughs> and if you, if you do decide to do property management, take my advice. Do not live on the same property that you are managing. If you can help it, don't. Okay. Don't <laughs> live somewhere else because they will knock on your door at all hours about shit that is not even important. I once had a woman knock on my door at 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning because she wanted change for a dollar so she could do her laundry. I was furious. <laughs> I really was. Then the bitch had the nerve to move out and she had a uh, she had a, a roach infestation that she never said shit about because I don't go into your apartments you know <laughs> I don't just go up in there so I don't know how you what's going on inside your apartment unless you tell me you know what I'm saying anyways <laughs> I ain't know shit about it the the place when she moved out it, it was covered and roaches from the ground to the ceiling dead roaches were even squished in the entrance of their apartment's door frame like the entrance of their of their apartment you would close the door they would kill roaches that's how bad it was because of this job because of that job i i learned that roaches have a smell and it's gross as fuck and a lot of people tend to think that's the old person smell no that is the smell of roaches if you man you there's a distinct smell you know and I'm going to tell you right now, it is not an old person smell. That old person that you think you're smelling probably has roaches. So it's gross as shit. <laughs> it is, it's so gross. <laughs> I also learned uh, that people are lazy as fuck and expect you to do everything for them on their timeline. Doesn't matter when your office hours are. It doesn't matter if you're off, if you're, it doesn't get, it doesn't matter. Their problem is more important than anybody else's and their time is more important than anybody else's. They don't give a shit. I, I once had a lady call me around 10 PM. Mind you, I was off at two that day, usually two, cause I was only part-time. I worked from 8 AM to 2 PM. And if it was an emergency, then you could call or text me or what have you. And we would, you know, figure out what, what the next move was, depending on what the issue was. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, I got a, a lady called me around 10 p.m. because a guy was walking his dog down the hallway to take him out and take him outside so he can use the bathroom. And the dog's nails were too loud on the wood floor in the hallway. So she she wanted me to tell him to clip his dog's nails. That's not my job. <laughs> My job is to collect rent and to fix stuff in your apartment when it breaks. That is it. <laughs> That's it. And when I, when I tell you my last day on that job was my favorite day, I'm not lying. I mean it. It was amazing. My last day was amazing. 
<laughs> now, if you're looking for a place to stay and a job at the same time, then this might be a good option for you. But keep in mind, living on property can be a pain in the ass. Okay, I could go on, but let's get on to this next story, shall we? All right. So this one reads, I work in property management on the rental side and would frequently do post move out walks to assess damages from previous renters and make ready lists for new ones. There was a house on my list that had been vacant for a while in a semi seedy area. Is it semi or semi? Probably semi. In a semi seedy area. Not a huge deal by any means, but it's in the middle of the day. So I go to the front door and it was stuck shut. Shoulder checked it a few times and it would have, it would, it would give a little, but I couldn't get it open. Kind of like furniture or something was, was barring the way. So I walked around the back and completely ignored the broken storm door. Oops. <laughs> leading up to the, to the, uh, to another entry. The second I opened the door, I noticed three guys standing in the living room around a table. One conveniently had a gun pointed directly at me. I apologized and politely let myself out. No more than 10 seconds after I get into my car, our maintenance calls warning me that the property has been broken into half a dozen times already and I shouldn't go in alone. Wasn't the worst I've seen, but certainly the scariest. Wow. <laughs> wow. Luckily for me, I've never had a gun pointed at me while on the job. Thank goodness. <laughs> I was called a nigger by one of my tenants, though. That that uh, that was a difficult uh, few weeks when that happened. <laughs> but you can you can definitely say at the very least, uh, that's a very loaded word. It may have not been a gun, but that word is pretty loaded. OK, because <laughs> I wanted to rip his face off with my bare hands is what I wanted to do. I didn't but I wanted to. <laughs> Anyways, doing a walkthrough of a property that has been that has been vacated can be very frustrating, especially depending on how they left the property. When um like when I told you guys about the roach infestation, okay? I found apartments that were extremely filthy with and without roaches. I I once had a lady move out um, of her apartment and it, her apartment had the original hardwood floors inside of it. Okay. The building itself was built in the 1940s. So it was an old building. It was still standing and still, and some of the apartments still had the original wood. Okay. But when she moved out, all the wood had buckled all of it and her entire apartment smelled like urine. It was horrible. It was almost as if she and her dog just urinated all over the apartment floor and never cleaned it up. Now these are studio apartments, mind you, that I was, that I was, uh, managing. And <laughs> this is crazy. So you get, you get the living space, which is like your bedroom and living room. Okay. Cause it's a studio. You get a kitchen, which is a full kitchen, by the way, it had stoves, refrigerators, you know, then you get a countertop sinks, all that. And then you get a bathroom as well, which is a nice size bathroom for the, for the size of the studio apartment. Okay. So, <laughs> oh my God, this is so gross. I actually forgot about this. Uh, and I forgot about it until it's time for me to talk about this particular episode. It's kind of crazy. 
So anyway, it's almost as if her and her dog just urinated all over the apartment floor. I never cleaned it up. And you know what can happen if you leave water or a wet substance on wooden floors too long, especially if it's a, if it's a copious amount of it, it buckles and, and the wood was pretty much destroyed. It was destroyed. We couldn't fix that. Like it was done. The entire apartment smelled like piss and cigarettes. So we had to, uh, disinfect and sanitize the entire apartment, get rid of that smell. It, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. The bathroom though was immaculate. Almost as if she had never even touched it. Mind you, she had a six-month lease. <laughs> okay? And I, I I, am almost positive that she never used that bathroom. Never. The rest of the apartment smelled like ass and it was completely trashed. Now, six weeks before she moved out, she threw a lot of her furniture, including a table, um, including a table, two TVs, um, there was some other stuff like clothes and a PlayStation 3 outside of her third story window. Yeah. And she, she definitely had a drinking problem too. Now also I'm not a doctor or a psychiatrist or anybody that can be like, Oh, this is what it is. Okay. At all. But I'm almost positive that she was an alcoholic and she was probably suffering from bipolar disorder as well, or it may have been something else. Again, not a psychologist, but that chick has some serious problems. And now that I think about it, when she came to look at the unit, okay, to, to see if they wanted to live there. She had her daughter with her and her daughter did all the talking. This lady didn't say anything, nothing. Didn't even look at me. She was just walking around the apartment looking at shit. She never uttered a word. And that should have been my, that should have been my red flag right there. (laughs) But you know, we can't deny rental to people because they have mental disabilities or what have you. It's, It's against the law to do that. So I probably still would have rented to her anyway. (laughs) <laughs> but I would definitely would have kept showing the apartment, hoping that somebody else would apply who had a better credit score than her and give them the unit but, <laughs> or who could prove their income and made more money and give them the unit. But unfortunately she was the first and only person to apply for that unit within that time frame, And she ended up getting it. And then I found out that she was out of her goddamn mind. She was a little racist too. She did not like me. It was crazy. But all of this, I didn't figure out any of this until she had already moved in. It it was crazy. Oh, damn it. (laughs) And also, let's get back to the story. The fact that the maintenance team called to warn this person after they were almost shot is crazy to me. Oh, yeah. By the way, listen, uh, don't go inside that place because it gets robbed a lot and, you know, you can get killed. Uh, I'm I'm here already. (laughs) <laughs> that's crazy no, I have to be honest man thank goodness I've never experienced anything like that before I'm not a fan of having guns pointed at me at all that's just a personal preference of mine and <laughs> that's just how I feel um, and the fact that you you had to shoulder check the door in the first place is a lot and that is a huge red flag okay it's it, it, that's crazy to me Not to mention, it's the, I apologize and politely let myself out for me. Wow. That, (laughs) that's the kind of person who keeps their cool during an emergency. They keep their calm going on and I need to be near them during a zombie apocalypse, damn it. Because they're going to know what to do. (laughs) They're on their shit. So yeah, don't, uh, don't be a property manager. Don't do that. 
So, you know, uh, maybe don't do property management because it sucks. <laughs> Let's go to the next story. And once again, thoughtcatalog.com has stepped in to gross us out. Thank you, thoughtcatalog.com. Anyways, this next story is definitely gross as fuck, trigger warning. But, um, you know, science. What can I say? It's, it's, it's going to happen to all of us eventually. So it reads, the lady next door to me died and wasn't found until she was more liquid than solid on her living room carpet. The family couldn't afford to pay something about back taxes and the house went to HUD to auction. Now, for those of you who don't know what HUD is, I Googled it. Yes, I did. And it is the United States Department of Housing and Urban Development. Yeah, look, look at me. It's a federal thing. So that's a thing. Anyways, <laughs> so what happened was, um, okay, so the house went to HUD to auction. HUD paid for some cleanup, but not to replace the carpet, only steam cleaned it, which is, guys, that's really gross when there's a dead body on the floor and all the juices and blood and chem like bodily chemicals and stuff. They didn't even replace the carpet. They only steam cleaned it. <laughs> so it finally sold and was, and I was talking to the guy who's flipping the house before I can mention the death. He asked if the house had a water leak under the foundation because when they ripped up the carpet and, uh, and pad to put down the laminate floor, it was really dirty and got all over them and their clothes. I told him what happened and how HUD went cheap on, on what to fix before the auction. He got green as a pea and started puking right there on his side of the fence. Listen, that is a correct reaction. Honestly, <laughs> that's a very correct, correct reaction. And HUD, damn it, shame on you. You are a federal thing and you have money. I know you do. I know you do. Y'all could have replaced that carpet, but y'all went cheap and steam cleaned it. Didn't even get all of it up. Like it ended up all over their, no, no, nope. sue them, sue them, <laughs> sue them good. <laughs> oh my God. Now, sometimes that happens, man. The owners of a lot of properties will take the cheaper route to get, to get a property prepared for the next person to rent or own the property. Now I have to say, had I been the one in charge of this property, I definitely would have, you know, just kind of sprung to go ahead and and just replace the carpet or put the laminate in myself. I don't know. But st steam cleaning is wonderful. It is. But if you want to get rid of human liquid flesh and, and, and blood on the floor, you, you, you might need to do more than that. This is what I'm thinking here. <laughs> That's just my opinion. And, and my guy, my guy who threw up had the correct reaction to the information given. Had that been me, I would have vomited and then fainted directly after because gross. Science or not, gross. Okay. <laughs> Nasty. And can I also say that I prefer laminate over real wood any day? It's it's just so much easier to clean and not as easy to scratch up. And also, it doesn't sound like um, that they made the person who purchased this property aware that there was a death in the house. It doesn't seem like it. I mean, I could be wrong. I, I know that there are certain states in the United States that require people 
who were selling houses or renting out apartments or whatever to disclose whether or not the place is haunted or if there has been a death on the premises. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't think every state in this country has that disclosure rule. I feel like they should, honestly. And, and, and let this be a lesson to all of you listening right now. If you're looking for a new place, whether renting or owned, you might need to specifically ask if the place is haunted or if someone has died there. They may look at you like you're fucking crazy, but I think by law they have to answer your question when in that particular regard. So handle your business and make sure ain't no dead bodies in your home. I feel like that's the least they can do was let you know somebody died in that bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, that's gross. Human liquid flesh. Human liquid flesh. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. So, uh, like, how do we move on from there? Like, you know, there's bodies decomposing on carpets. It's just a lot. It really is. So this next story involves another body, but this time it's not dead. Um, (laughs) you're probably thinking, well, damn, what, what does that even mean? (laughs) Allow me to explain. Shout out to timesunion.com for this lovely story. Um, it reads, I was showing a two family home in Albany when I, when I knocked the tenant inside, told my client and I to come in. It sounded like she was in another room. When we walked into the bedroom, we found her completely naked on the bed, smoking what looked to us to be a crack pipe. (laughs) She, she asked us if we, if we had any questions And as we left, my client was unfazed by the nudity, but kept asking if I thought it was crack that she was smoking, (laughs) which is the most important, (laughs) the most important thing to know (laughs) with this particular situation. (laughs) Like, where do I even start? I I guess, I guess now you understand what I meant before when I said this story involves another body, but this time it's not dead. (laughs) It was a naked body. <laughs> Can you imagine just doing a, just, just, just walking in and, 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 and then for, for a showing and then you just come into a room and there's a naked woman smoking crack. I cannot, that had to have, the, the, she's, they say Albany, but it was Florida. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> it was Florida. <laughs> Do you think it was crack? <laughs> I probably would have uh, would have had responded the same way. I want to know what she was smoking. Damn it! There's no way it wasn't crack, and there's no way it wasn't Florida. All is there is there an Albany, Florida? Because they didn't say which Albany. Okay, it, it was Florida. That's 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 what I'm going with, and nobody nobody can change my mind on that. That's where we are. <laughs> it's it's crazy how much this podcast is not for children. Um, we just talked about a naked woman smoking a crack pipe. This is not a a podcast for children at all. (laughs) So make sure your headphones are in parents. If if you're, if you've, uh, procreated, just make sure they can hear any of this. (laughs) Next up, we have a story from the seashop.com and C is spelled, uh, C E the letter C and E the seashop.com. So this story is, uh, creepy. We have ourselves a paranormal story and it involves a ghost and lots of water. 
Have I tickled your fancy yet? Is it tickled? Probably not. All right, let's go ahead to the next story here. It reads... <laughs> what is wrong with me? That was a horrible accent. I don't even know what that was. Anyways, it reads... I was selling a house that was in foreclosure for an elderly widowed woman. It was a $500,000 house, but decorated in the late 70s style, so it needed some updating. While I was there painting and staging, all the faucets would turn on at the same time, all over the house. I would then have to go into each bathroom and the kitchen to turn off the water. When the house was being inspected after getting under contract, I held my breath hoping that the water faucets wouldn't turn on all at once with the, with the inspector on site. Now the inspection was going well until I heard a very large stream of water flooding the basement. I rushed in, turned off the water at the main, I then had, to, had the plumbing fixed and damage remedied. It turned out that the seller had forgotten to tell me that her husband had committed suicide by hanging on the water pipe in the basement, the exact pipe that burst. What? I. Can. Not. <laughs> okay, that's insane as fuck. First of all, I would have lost my shit when all the sink faucets turned on at the same time in the house. Every sink in the house. I, I, I would have immediately assumed the place was haunted. Immediately. Not a second thought. Immediately. <laughs> I don't think I would have given two shits about turning off the water. Fuck that wet-ass haunted house. I'm out. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> that spirit wanted me to know that they were there. And I need to not be there. <laughs> Also, how do you just forget to mention that your husband committed suicide in a in the house that you're selling? I don't I don't understand that at all. I, what? <laughs> that is a terrifying thing to forget to mention. Okay, look, I know y'all know that I do paranormal investigations and shit, but there are there are still times to this day where I'll do an investigation and I might run the fuck out. I might leave because it is scary and I'm still black. I'm not, listen, nope, if I can't handle it, I'm out. <laughs> you understand? There's not going to be, tell me about yourself, spirit. No, I'm out. <laughs> you understand? That is a lot. I wonder if he sold the house. And I wonder if, if he is in a state uh, that, that, that tells you that you have to disclose that to people who were going to purchase or rent the house. I, I wonder, I, I don't know. I don't know. All right, guys. So we are, we are uh, at our last story of this episode. I know it's sad. It's almost over. You're going to be okay though. I believe in you. <laughs> we're going to end it with another interesting story from thoughtscatalog.com. You ever wondered if the previous resident of your house or apartment was a serial killer? No. Well, maybe you should. <laughs> maybe you should. <laughs> this next one, it reads, When I was looking for my last house, I went, I went with my wife and realtor to look at several houses. We went to look at one house in particular because it didn't seem like the price they were asking for could be real. Huge house sitting on tons of land with outbuildings. Now, it's going for millions under market value. 
So we got there and the realtor said, oh, I should mention a serial killer lived here. And when he was put away, cops found 11 bodies on the property. Uh, yeah, definitely. Let me know if a serial killer lived in a place I'm thinking of purchasing. Thank you. <laughs> that was such a shitty attempt at trying to make it seem like that information was just a side note. So this is a four bedroom, three bath house. It's in a great school district. The neighborhood is up and coming. Walk-in closets and the previous owner was a serial killer. Anyway, there are cookies in the kitchen. Do you guys have a dog? No. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> it's the audacity for me. <laughs> if the place you're going to rent or purchase, uh, you know, a place and or whatever, and, and, and the price seems a little bit low for the size of the place and the amenities. Listen, ask yourself why? Why? Especially if the property manager or the realtor does not tell you, because I, I can, I can guarantee that something is definitely up. I honestly don't think that I could live in a place where bodies were buried or someone died, but I, I'm also the kind of person who would ask that question during the showing. Listen, I need to know, sir, ma'am, listen, um, has anybody died here? Have there been any like haunting stories? Have you found bodies here? I need to know. And I'm sure that the property manager or the realtor will look at me like, why the fuck are you asking me that? Because I need to know, sir or ma'am or them, whatever you identify as. I need to know before I put my money into anything. You need to tell me this. <laughs> That's just how I fucking feel. And I will not apologize for it. <laughs> And I've mentioned many times, yes, I am a, 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 a private investigator. Yeah, I'm a private investigator. No, I'm a paranormal investigator part-time for free, okay? And <laughs> it's one thing to go to a haunted location, but it's a completely different fucking thing to live in a haunted location, okay? It, when, I, when I come home, the investigation should stop, damn it. There's no more spirits. We're done. Thank you. I'm home. I'm off work. Keep your haunted ass someplace else. I don't have time for it. Don't have time for it. <laughs> well, I think we all certainly learned that the profession of a real estate agent and a property manager can be quite stressful for all kinds of reasons, including hauntings and dead bodies. Yeah, if you ever want that type of job, just know that you, <laughs> you're going to have to be able to adapt to any situation and if possible, stay calm during those situations. You have to be professional at all times and you just, you just never know what you can come across. If there is anything you can take from this podcast episode, it's if you know for a fact that people are coming by your place, maybe don't smoke crack beforehand. That's how I feel. Professionally silly life rules, people. I am here to help. Professionally silly life rules. <laughs> if you enjoy this episode, let me know on the podcast Twitter at It's Pro Silly or the podcast Instagram, which is also at It's Pro Silly, I-T-S-P-R-O-S-I-L-L-Y or uh, the Professionally Silly Podcast group on Facebook. 
I would love to hear your feedback. And if you awesome humans want to join in on the silly and you have any stories that you want to share, scary, funny, embarrassing, paranormal, maybe you just want to say, hey, email me. It's professionally silly at gmail.com. All that information is down in the show notes below, along with my Google voice number, 805-664-1828. If you want to send me a text or give me a call, leave a message, all that is down below in the show notes. Okay. Um, Also, I want to thank you guys for your support and coming back every week. It means the fucking world to me. It's fucking titties that you're still here. Thank you for hanging out with me every week. And if this is your first time listening, I I certainly hope that you decide to come back and join me every Friday as we get professionally silly. Yeah, this, this podcast is very just random. It's so much fun. It's professionally silly. It's, it's just great. So I I think uh, if you check out my, my uh, older episodes, you will enjoy them as much as you enjoyed this one. And that's assuming that you did enjoy this podcast episode. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. And here's the, um, the father's day beat the heat radio commercial that I was a part of. This is my second on air commercial. And I certainly hope that, um, this goes somewhere. Maybe I can get a career doing some, some voiceover work. That'd be great. Some voice acting. I would love that. Love that. Cause I really do enjoy it. I really do. Plus I have the perfect face for radio. This is just perfect. So, uh, check this out. Father's Day's coming, Mom. You're getting Dad a gift, right? Of course I am, honey. Why wouldn't I? Because he makes me so mad sometimes. Like when I have to finish all my homework before I can talk to my friends. Then he wouldn't let me go to that party with the older kids last night. Hey, your dad does that because he loves you. Sometimes he might be a bit overprotective, but he wants you to learn the importance of making the right decisions and getting your priorities straight. I guess you're right. And I've got the perfect gift for your dad this Father's Day. I'm going to make him a VIP at Beat the Heat Window Tinting with a gift card to get his truck windows tinted. Cool. This is Doc from Beat the Heat Window Tinting. As a dad myself, I know how hard fatherhood can be. We don't always get it right. But we know our kids are one of our greatest blessings. And hey, dad appreciates a nice meal or necktie on Father's Day. But what he really wants is a ride in style and comfort with his windows tinted at Beat the Heat. Call 322-4616. 322-4616. Who got it? We got it. See, I finally got to be a mother. It was only for about 60 seconds, but whatever. I'll take it. (laughs) Somebody married me. Okay, so don't forget to support this podcast by leaving reviews on whichever podcast directory that you're using, especially Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, if you've got that. This is super, super important for the show, and it's the only way to really help my podcast grow. I need your help in order for this podcast to grow. So leaving a five-star and written review on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes really helps the Professionally Silly Podcast do exactly that, grow. So share this podcast with a friend and let's have some fun together, please. I'm begging you. Leave a good review. Actually, my crying is actually uglier, uglier than that. So anyways, this podcast is available on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So check your girl out, hook your girl up, leave a dope ass review.
so this week on my PSC podcast shout out corner is Murder in the Rain. It's a true crime podcast that I've recently started listening to and I must say as enjoys it. It's it's a lot of fun. With a mutual fascination for true crime, Emily and Alicia have taken it upon themselves to explore the depravity that holds a special place in the Pacific Northwest. They examine the brutality, history, and humanity of these notorious murders, and they have special guests such as authors, psychologists, detectives, victims' families, and their producer, Josh, who was adorable. They, <laughs> they bring an understanding as to who the victims were while investigating the killer's origins and motives. Not to mention, at the end, they have very hilarious outtakes to listen to. Nothing like audible bloopers after hearing about a murder story. Love it. Murder in the Rain. Make sure you go go ahead and check them out. Wow. Go ahead and check them out. No idea what happened there. (laughs) I listened to them on Spotify. But I'm sure they're available on other podcast uh, platforms as well, just like mine. So make sure you go ahead and let them know that the Professionally Silly Podcast sent you. As I always say, none of my PSCs really need a shout out for my tiny little podcast. But, you know, a lot of them are doing very well. But I, I, I really love the podcasts that I share with you. And I think that you may enjoy them too. Now, if you enjoy the Professionally Silly podcast and you want to help out, you can now support my silly content by making monthly donations. This will help the podcast continue to flow and help move the silly forward. You can make monthly donations now as low as 99 cents a month, $4.99 or $9.99 a month right here on the Anchor app. And if you've got commitment issues or you don't have the Anchor app, Yep, always PayPal. www.paypal.me slash Amber Smiles Jones. Help me keep the silly moving forward and flowing. That information, that website link, my uh, PayPal link will be down below in the show notes. And make sure you do check out the show notes for lots of bonus information like my social media. I got TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, two YouTube channels, all of that stuff. So check them out down below because they are awesome. I'm a little biased, but they're great. (laughs) They're great. Oh God, I'm thirsty as hell. Anyways, that was a great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you guys go ahead and follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at It's Pro Silly. Check out the Professionally Silly podcast group. We have lots of fun there. Share your opinions about my older and our newer episodes. Just because it was a year or so ago and it's and it's old to me doesn't mean it's old to you. So let's go ahead and discuss whatever you want to talk about. And I've got a P.O. box. So you can snail mail me, send me some stuff. Amber Smiles Jones, P.O. Box 533, Lovejoy, Georgia 30250. If you are a podcast listener, make sure you let me know somewhere and a letter or whatever you send uh, that you want me to open it on the podcast. Otherwise, I'm going to assume that you're sending it for the Professionally Silly YouTube channel because I do unboxings there. So let, let me know. Let me know. Once again, I'm your audible boo thing, Amber Smiles Jones. Thank you so much for listening to the Professionally Silly Station right here on Anchor FM, where I take my silliness seriously. Stay silly, loves. Until next time. <laughs>